Hey everyone, Cooper here, host of the fine podcast you're listening to. I just want to let you know that the episode you clicked on has a format that is very heavily inspired by a podcast called The Bookening. To be clear, our thoughts and opinions in this episode are our own, but the format is very similar to this podcast. I just wanted to give you a heads up and give credit where it is due. With that out of the way, enjoy the show. Welcome to the screening. Today's screening will be The Two Towers. Welcome back to the screening. I'm, of course, Rumble, an eloquent host. And joining me today, brought back by popular demand to discuss the movie Gollum. Oh, yes. Thank you for bringing me back. It was terrible. Oh, pitch black. Nothing, no how, sound. How do you feel about your representation in the movie Gollum? Ah, uh, I, I, I coughed a lot. I went, go, go, go. Ah, but. Oh my goodness, the Rohir, the, 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 the Aromer and Gandalf are charging over the hill. The sun is blinding Gollum's eyes as they march down with their spears. And oh man, man, oh man, is Gollum impaled. Well, um, I guess I'll have to find somebody to... Sp- oh, hey, Hayden, Hayden, come here. Hey, welcome back, Hayden. Huh? You're on the podcast again. Oh, oh, cool. Does that make me the, uh, the guest with the most, uh, being a guest? Oh, wow, yeah, you're keeping score now, aren't you? I guess you are. You're mm-hmm. even on the most. Yeah. Anybody. Come at me, Quinn. The guest who has okay. <laughs> the guest who has the most, huh? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, here we are. We're talking about Two Towers. Gonna be honest, guys, so we're not recording this on my normal microphone. Uh, we are recording this on a microphone that's meant for video that we actually just, the podcast just purchased, so that'll be fun. We'll get some videos out soon. Anyway, we're recording this on voice memos through that microphone, so I'm sorry if the audio is not as good and maybe picking some background noise that otherwise would not have been picked up. But anyway, we're going to be talking today about, oh gosh, i got to look at my notes. I hope this doesn't like I don't think cancel. it should stop. Oh yeah, it. it's still recording. Okay. Um, Alright, so we're going to talk about the two towers today. So first off, I guess, oh, one more thing I want to say before we get into general notes, I have this note down. Last time we talked about like literalism. And how literal Peter Jackson was with things like um, the Balrog and with uh, the the Nazgul and things. I don't think I said this. The Eye of Sauron is not, like, in the books, it's not an eye. It's not a giant no. flaming eye. Like, it's Sauron. And the Eye of Sauron is just supposed to communicate his... his consciousness. His consciousness, his looking, his, you know, scouring Middle-earth for um, the, the ring and things like that. So, like, it's so... It works, and it's a cool image, I guess, and obviously it's, you know, famous and stuff now, but, like, it's so little. It's like, the Eye of Sauron, and Peter Jackson's like, what if we made a giant eye? So, <laughs> I don't know. That's just me. I think it's a little... It works, but, again, it's just very, very literal. And There's also Saruman's cheesy line where he's like, me and you, the com- the combination of the two towers. Yeah, this movie does a lot just to make sure that you know what the two towers are. <laughs> you know, like, Isengard and... And Mordor. And, no, Is- what's his... Oh, Isengard and Berad-Dur, yeah, Berad-Dur. the union of the two towers. And you're like, oh, oh thanks wow. for explaining. And then Faramir is that one scene, you know, he's like, so, Lieutenant, who already knows this... These people are attacking from Isengard. These people are attacking from Barad-dur. 
like this is where it's where we are. It's like okay, <laughs> thanks Faramir for telling us stuff that this guy already would have known. Anyway, we'll talk about Faramir later because I think we have some thoughts about Faramir. Um, okay, what are your thoughts on this movie, Hayden? What do you think? Um, pretty great actually. I mean, definitely not one of my favorites, like top favorites, but it was still pretty good. I enjoyed it. Did you like it better than Fellowship? De- I'm still debating that in my brain, but it was pretty good actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you, do you think it represented the book well? In a way, I guess. I oh, mean, you should say that there your, were, your reading experience of Two Towers. Yeah, my reading experience with Two Towers was not the best. My copy was messed up, like I mentioned on booking it. But it was it's it was fine in the end. I enjoyed the movie. Uh huh. I actually got to see Helm's Deep because in my book it was just cut off entirely. So yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 Um. Did you feel like it was a slog, or did it feel like it took a long time to get the action? And we did watch the extended version as well, so... I mean, uh, what do you think about that? Um, Definitely, there were. I was like, alright, time for time for Helm's Deep. They're there, get rid, get rid of the battle. And it's like another hour of talking, cutting to the, the Ents. And I didn't really care much about the Ents until they started fighting Isengard. Mm-hmm. But... And then they cut to what else? They cut to Frodo. I think the Frodo and Sam, yeah. Which, I, well, it was interesting, but... It just felt kind of slow. I mean, yeah. The interesting thing about this is in the book, the your one of your favorite. You 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 like being. Uh, for me personally, I I on average like being with Frodo and Sam in the Two Towers more than I do with the men. I don't know how you feel about that. I agree. maybe it's just with Shelob and stuff. But this movie, Peter Jackson, like, like he doesn't really care about the Hobbits per se. Like, no. He 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 wants to be with them and he wants to do Helm's Deep. Like I'm sure. Making these movies, he was like, I want to do Helm's Deep. And so he's excited for Helm's Deep. And so Frodo and Sam are just, like, they're just supposed to kind of be there until the climax ends, you know? Mm-hmm. And he literally has to get a man, Faramir, to have them, to, like, bring them back and things like that. To have some man be in the <laughs> Frodo, Sam, and Gollum stuff. And radically changes who the character is and the plot mechanics of the movie and things like that. So yeah. Um, alright, before we get to more detail, I want to say my opening thoughts real fast. So last time I saw this movie, I did not like it. It was my least favorite uh, of the trilogy when I rewatched them. And so this time, I was, I was not really looking forward to this. I was telling you, it's going to be a slog, there's this part, it's like really long, it's not going to be fun. And also, hey, we're watching the extended edition, so that's just going to be like even longer and worse. And I kept waiting for the slog, and I was like, oh, it's going to happen here, it's going to happen there. And obviously, in... Hayden, you you were screaming at the TV when this happened as well. Like, there was that part with you know Arwen. And... I was screaming. I was like, and uh, my grandpa kept walking and going, "What is this?" <laughs> <laughs> he did. He's like, Aragorn was like a dream. I don't know, like kissing Arwen or whatever. And he's like, "What's this?" I would sleep it on. <laughs> and anyway, I'm like, "This isn't in the book. This shouldn't even be in here. Why are they doing this? I Why do you have to do Mr. this?" Frodo, we shouldn't even be in here. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, and so I was really dreading this, and it turned out to not be as bad as I thought it was. I think it still has some problems structurally that we're going to talk about later. But, like, honestly, I... And really, this is really one main reason we'll talk about later that I, I think I liked it. Um, also, I had more sympathy for them. Like, the two towers, just because of the way it split up, you spend the entire first half of the movie with the men. Mm-hmm. The entire second half with Proto and Sam. You just can't do yeah. that for a movie. It's going to have to be intercut. Anytime you intercut two storylines that you have to care deeply about, yeah, it's really not like, you know, it's not, it's it's difficult to follow, it's difficult to do, especially with Lord of the Rings itself. Um, so I, I have a lot of sympathy for that. Um, the timeline that is, is weird in the books and things like that. So I have sympathy, and I think they did an, an okay job with it. Um, 
it's still not my favorite movie. And I still generally, I don't know. I like I'm liking the movies better maybe on this run than I than I have. Um, maybe it's just I've seen Fellowship more times than I've seen The Two Towers, and so mm-hmm. I don't know what it was, but I really liked it um, for what it was on this movie or on this turn. Um, let me see. Okay, so really the main reason why I liked this movie a lot was I really liked all the Rohan stuff. Um, the cinematography, the acting, the music. The music was great. great. I yeah. love the the strings. The da 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 da. I can't do it, but yeah, uh, it's it's a great theme. Uh, the and really, when I was watching it, I really got the sense of this rich history. When you see Theoden on his on his throne, and you see all the the tapestries behind him, and you see the the mark, and then the scene of him and Gandalf, like the this flower is forever grown on the tombs of my forebears. You just get this really good sense of really what Tolkien did as well, which is this this nation has a rich history, uh, a rich lineage, a rich peoples, and it's 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 referenced to, it's shown in the in the movie and things like that. So I loved all of Rohan, and since we spend a lot of time there, then I I really liked it. I don't know. What do you think about all that kind of stuff? Um, Rohan was probably my favorite part. Most of the time, just exploring Rohan, seeing, you know, the, the, what's it called? The, the city where Theoden was and how, uh, um, air, a, uh, air, it's air dress or something like that. I don't know. But like, it looked kind of small. It did. And so Co- small. Cooper mentioned then he was like, oh, oh I bet only like a hundred inhabitants. And later when they're all walking, yeah, I counted more than a hundred. Like it's, it's a lot of people. And it helms <laughs> deeper. Like how do these people get... Um, yeah, it's a, it seems a lot smaller than Gondor, which we'll see in the next movie, because, mm-hmm. like, he, the city's huge, and Minas Tirith is huge, yeah. and like that, so I don't know, but yeah, it's kind of small, mm-hmm. but, yeah, I don't know, I mean, all the, all the mint stuff is pretty great, because Peter Jackson, like, cares about it, yeah, mm-hmm. and all, all the, he cares about doing Helm's Deep, he cares about all this kind of stuff, and then, you just go to the Hobbits, and they just go in circles, and Tammy Smeagol, and there's really not a lot of stuff for them to do, so I really wish he cared more for that, and, honestly, it would make it it would make it a lot it would make this movie a lot better if we cared more for the hobbits and wanted to be with them more because there's just not a lot for them to do in the movie um that's that's a problem with the book as well or it's a problem with adapting the book like coming from like having to make helms deep your climax because if you're intercutting it has to be but in reality it comes like 40 percent of the way through the book you know but you can't do that with the movie just because it wouldn't work right so i i have sympathy for them with helms deep because they they have to cut out the the climax of the real two towers yeah. by not making them go to Shelob to get Helm's Deep do the climax. So I I have sympathy for that. Um, I don't know. Would you rather have had two climaxes? And by climax, I mean the big event, the Helm's Deep battle at the very end, or the battle with Shelob. Would you rather have had them like intercut like at the same time? It would have been pretty cool to see you know cut from orcs to what's it called Sam and the spider as I call it. You know, and them just battling it out in the dark and then cutting to, like, the orcs, you know, using the ladders mm-hmm. and just an intertwining battle. And at some point, so like, you know, where Aragorn would stab, it'd cut to Sam stabbing Shelob <laughs> or something like that, something cool like that. But I would have really enjoyed it, but I haven't seen Return of the King, so I don't know how they're going to yeah. play off Shelob. Uh, and there's a, there's a problem with Shelob. Well, there's a problem with Sam that I think is done with Faramir. It's... Um, I guess we're talking about Faramir now. We have to like twist. We have to like twist the character to make him do something that the plot needs us to do. If you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, like so, in in Return of the King, it's not a huge spoiler. But, like there's this part where 
like Frodo sends Sam away, basically. There's a part where early on in the movie, before she left, Gollum sends Sam away. Um, or Gollum tricks Frodo into sending Sam away, essentially. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so Sam leaves. And it's like, Sam would never do that. Frodo would never send Sam away. And it's the same thing, I mean... It's Faramir. It, I mean, they, they twist Faramir, though. It's because mm-hmm. all we know of Frodo, all we know of Sam, that wouldn't have happened even in the movie, especially not in the book. But Faramir in the book is much more of a person who is not tempted by the ring. Yeah. He knows what Frodo's mission is and honorably lets him go and says, keep going, instead of taking them to Delmas Gilead, just because the plot needs them to go there. Because the plot requires Faramir to take them over there. So, mm-hmm. I don't know, that was dumb. Yeah. That was dumb. I think we'll talk a bit more about Faramir uh, a little bit, little bit later. Oh, okay. The Ents. Uh, how do you feel about the Ents? I in liked, the book and movie, I guess. I liked how they looked. I liked how they acted. It's just didn't like how they were, like, executed. Um, In a way, you know, the Ents were, like, slow, and Mary and Pepin were just really there. I mean, there were a couple funny scenes with Mary and Pepin, like, the drinking of the water. I think that's in the extended cut. Yeah. Yeah. Where they're drinking the, the Ent draughts, making yeah. them grow taller. I've always been taller than you. So I'm gonna tell Cooper every day. But um, <laughs> it's not true, by the way, guys. It is true. It is true. It's it is true. true. I'm a whole inch taller than. But uh, I'm but, older at least. Uh, you can't debate that. It's not your uh, birth certificate. Uh, I don't know if I want to talk about the shotgun thing or not. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, well, well, <laughs> the ends. The ends. Um, the ends. The ends. <laughs> I did, I, I, in the book, they were like, oh, there's like three ints, and then in here, they're like, oh, by the way, there's like 300 ints, and I'm like, what? Because in the book, it described how they're like few in numbers, and mm-hmm. it was like, oh, you know, you know, the like five ints went and took down all of Isengard, because they're so extremely overpowered, and then in the movie, they're like, oh, we need an army of ints to take down Isengard, because they're just trees. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean... Uh, I so last time I so I differ I've read Lord of the Rings all the way through three times now, over the two towers four times, and each time I like differ in whether or not I like the Ents, and last time I read it the time we reviewed it for the podcast I did end up liking the Ents so that was a cool piece of world building and I liked them, I liked a lot of stuff about the Ent wise that that was cool, um but in the movie I don't know if it's just because they they're they're an annoying conceit but in the book it's not so annoying. Because either you can skim, or it's just a cool piece of world building, or they're funny. But on screen, it's just like, they're gratingly annoying. It's just, he's saying, don't be hasty and taking forever. And you can, like, there's a reason we don't spend much time with the Ents on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but obviously I like them destroying Isengard. It's a fun scene. Yeah. It's it's fun. And it shows all, like, the orcs' little, little ants, and the ants just stepping on them. Yeah. You know, it's funny, so... What's cool about Lord, what's what's weird about Lord of the Rings? Uh, I can't I can't take credit for this. I was listening to another podcast. They made this observation. Lord of the Rings is liked by the most crusty conservatives. They're like, yeah, freedom, light versus dark, yeah, good versus evil, yeah. And then it's also liked by the most like tree hugging hippie liberals. <laughs> like Saruman the White is bad because he cuts down trees and the trees have to come destroy. Like, it's it's funny how both sides can, like, see their message in Lord of the Rings and, <laughs> like, the Ents is definitely one where the left sees, uh, like, uh, their their message come through. Like, the yeah, environment's coming back on Saruman the White, so. And know. in the book, Saruman, like, actually kills a couple of the Ents. 
Well, like, doesn't oh, yeah, kill one, him, but, like, like, one character's on fire and yeah, it yeah. and stuff like that. Well, like, because, like, he just shoots fire out of his tower and, like, huh, you can't get up here. And they start chucking rocks at him. And then Wormtongue knocks him out. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure it worked him to knock him out and runs. But then Saruman didn't know that Wormtongue knocked him out. Because in the book, it, he drops the the planter on him. Oh, it, well, no, no. So in that, in that scene, we have Gandalf. It's after Helm's Deep. Like, Gandalf. Mm-hmm. I, I, think, I think they show it in the yeah, Return yeah, yeah. of the King Extended, but... Gandalf and Aragorn and people have like a, an encounter with Saruman, mm-hmm. and then afterwards, a uh, Wormtongue or Wormtail, <laughs> Worm- <laughs> War- it, no, War- yeah, Wormtongue. I was right. Yeah, okay. yeah. Wormtongue <laughs> throws the Palantir at Saruman. I think it, I think it misses, but it bounces down and then like Kills Pippin him. has it and things. No, it doesn't kill Saruman. Well, it knocks him out, but in in the movie, doesn't he? Die? Well, I, I don't, I don't. In the movies, yeah, he does. But I don't remember how it is. Cause I've never seen the extended for this. So, hmm. but anyway, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I guess here in my notes, I have us going back to the very beginning, so I guess we haven't started talking through the movie yet, but we open with Gandalf and the Balrog. Best, my, probably the best scene is like, it's like, he's scanning over the mountains at the beginning, I'm like, well, where's this going with this? And he's like, here, like Gandalf going, Gandalf! Yeah, he's here, Gandalf! And then he goes, you shall not pass, and he breaks the, the bridge, and the Balrog is like, oh, this bridge is definitely stable, walks on it, and then falls down. And he's like, you're coming with me, old man. Yeah. And then Gandalf just falls down. And then they're, like, having a mid, mid-air mid fight. Yeah. And Gandalf just stabs the Balrog. I'm like, oh, this is so great. Yeah. And what's, you have to remember these movies in their time, coming out in the early 2000s, which CGI had been seeing the prequels. And we've all seen the prequels. Um, and the CGI is not great in the prequels. But, hey, that's the price you have to pay for being revolutionary, am I right? Mm-hmm. But Lord of the Rings is the first to really do expansive huge battle scenes like this in live action yeah. and so the opening scene of fellowship is was revolutionary it was this giant battle scene with thousands of people and then the same thing with two towers you open with this massive special effects showdown with gandalf and the Balrog yeah. falling through a cave we've got a couple of cool shots as well with them falling through the tube into the water mm-hmm. the shaft and that's that's cool and then we'll continue this later i guess then we cut to Frodo and Sam, the taming of Smeagol. Um, I always find this part is way better in the book, um, whether it's just Tolkien cares more about it, which is true. Um, but it's also, I think it's also just, you know, there's nothing for them to do in the movie, really. Yeah. And in the book, it's at least somewhat interesting because there's more tension. Like in this movie, it's really just Sam is being mean to, to Gollum. Yeah. In the book, you really get the sense of, he might betray them. Yeah. Like, Gollum's like, because we hear, like, we we get, like, you know, we get to see Gollum's perspective at some points in the book. Like, he's like, we must take it back. And like, no, 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 we shouldn't take it back. Yeah. We have and, to wait. And like, no, 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 no. And that stuff's actually fairly well done in, mm-hmm. in the movie. Wait, in the book, is he, I haven't read it in, like, a year, but mm-hmm. has, is he planned to take them to Shelob from the beginning or No. Um, no, I think it's, it's after the, the Black right? Gate. Yeah, he yeah. planned in the book. After the Black Gate, he's like, "Oh, we'll just take him to the pass." Yeah, like his his he corrupted a little bit sooner than he did in, in yeah. the movie, I guess. But yeah, well, like he expected to just drop him off at the Black Gate, and then they're like, "Oh no, we need to find a different way." And they're like, "He's like, okay, yeah, you want a different way? Fine, we'll give you a different way. Yeah, possibly dangerous spider." Yeah, I think I think the movie fairly well did it though. He didn't really fully change until after Faramir and stuff. Yeah. Obviously, that's sooner in the book than it is in the movie. Yeah, I did like you know there was one scene when Gollum's like talking to himself, mm-hmm. and it it shows like Gollum like Gollum and Smeagol having like a conversation, right. 
And then Smeagol's like telling Gollum to leave, and then Gollum leaves, and Smeagol's like, yeah. "Yay!" Yeah, that's all in the book, and it's it's mm-hmm. really well done for sure. Um, but yeah, there's just not a lot for them to do until the end happens. So, yay! Mm-hmm. Let's see. If, oh, then we have Legolas, Gimli, and Aragorn chasing the Urukai. I do like that. Gimli's just straggling behind, and he says, "We dwarves are natural sprinters." <laughs> <laughs> uh, like lethal over short distances or something like that yes yeah. and then the entire time I'm not even noticing Legolas running at mock speeds or Aragorn somehow catching up I just noticed Gimli in the background slacking behind and honestly that was probably you know the part that I I just do chuckle at and point out every single time it happened yeah it's funny I guess and Gimli Gimli's great Gimli I'd say mm-hmm. is one of the it's a good it's a, it's it really is a hard casting decision to mess up like, it's just, all right, get a guy who can act like a dwarf, basically. And it, it's not like Orlando Bloom, where, I mean, he's just a pretty boy, I guess. <laughs> like, Gimli's actually, he can he can be fun and act like act like him, so. Yeah. Like, later on, Rohan, when he gets on the horse, and the horse runs off, and he falls off, and he goes, I'm okay. Yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine, yeah. That's fun stuff. Oh, then we meet Aomer. Oh, and Mary, yeah, Mary, Mary, and Mary and Pippin stuff. Mm-hmm. Mary, I, I'd say it's not as good as it is. I mean, it's funny, but the book, it's also awesome. Wait, which one? Mary, Mary and Pippin? Pippin? The Urukai. Yeah, I'd, actually, that was my favorite part of the book, is when, like, it, you'd be like, you know, they curled them up on their backs, and then they'd run, and then they stop, feed them this random medicine, yeah. and then run, and stop, and then they started fighting each other, because Uruks are superior, and then they got the little, the little small orcs. They're like, no, we 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 want it. Like, well, we want it more, and then they start fighting. Uh, I don't know if I asked this about you. Ask, asked you about this last time. Uh, Mary and Pippin. Mary is much more the smart guy, and then Pippin is just the dumb one who like follows along. Pippin's always the one answering questions, and Mary's like, "Pippin, you fool!" <laughs> and I mean that'll full, come full circle with Gandalf and Pippin in the end, and Pippin changes and stuff like that. Yeah. But how do you feel about that representation? It's I mean, it's, uh, it's a bit more characterization I, than in the book. I, I didn't really notice it much. I like I didn't I, I noticed it a couple scenes like with Treebird, but that's about it. All right, so we talked about Mary and Pippin. Oh, Gandalf the White. That's next. Um, looked a bit different. I thought you know I thought he looked. More like, you know, have a gray beard instead of a white beard, but apparently he had to go full on. He had to go full on white, yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, if this man is standing in the sun, he's going to become the sun. So, I don't know, he seems like a very formidable opponent, to say, and looks an awful lot like Saruman, but, yeah. Yeah, there's that weird part in the book, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, do they see Gandalf, do they see Saruman? Yeah. You know, the, the three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've always not liked Gandalf the White as much as Gandalf the Grey. I don't know what it is, but Gandalf the Grey is still uh, my favorite for some reason. Because I think he looks cooler in Grey. Yeah. He doesn't want it, but that's just me. But, yeah. And then we... I love the line, And I smote his ruin upon the mountainside. Yeah. He defeats the Balrog. It's a fun line. All right, next we we march to um, Rohan. Um, I have some things about Rohan to say. I said some positive things, I'm going to say some negative things, but you can go ahead and say whatever you want to say about first introduction to Rohan. Rohan looks pretty cool. I mean, I think I touched on this earlier in the episode, but, you know, it's got nice terrain, and it just feels like a cool place to live in. Yeah, it does. Um, my main complaint comes with Grima and Wormtongue. They're one and the same, in case I made them sound like they're not. But, mm-hmm. like, this dude looks like a punk 
biker gang they let who's not taken a bath except in Greece for years. His face is literally like he powders it white every single day. Never seen a dentist. Like the Joker. Yeah, but like, like this, who let this guy in? Like, no, like the whole, and in my mind, the whole point in the book was this guy actually w- had, you know, he didn't look like this and he had like a, a good tongue, you know? Mm-hmm. Like he had some tricky things to say. He had some, like, you know what I mean? And he, he had to get past the gates. And, and the thing is, it's him and like six of his thugs. Like they're just six. <laughs> and then Theoden looks like he's aged a hundred years <laughs> under the spell. And yeah. it's like de- it's little demon possession. And yeah. nobody thinks to say, Maybe we remove Grima, you know, and then we like kick Saruman out. And like there are six thugs to take care of. That's easy. <laughs> like you expect me to believe that Grima and six thugs have I don't know. They're... It doesn't make any sense to me. And then like he's also haunting Eowyn. Like Aomer would have just like taken out the dude. Like he should have taken. He would have stabbed him, bro. Like even that's why he got rid of Aomer. Yeah, it's true. He did. Yeah, and so I don't know. I don't. I don't think he ever would have gotten past the gates in real life. So mm. I, I don't really believe all that stuff. You could do the joke that I said, where he's like, uh, "I'm not the man you're looking for." Yes, and he Grima, walks past like, the mind gates. tricks. The <laughs> can't allow you before Thaden King so on. This is not the droid you're looking, looking for. for. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else you want to say about Saruman? Gets kicked out of Theoden by Gandalf. I did like that scene. It was, it was really cool. Like, where Gandalf is like, he's like, go out. And Saruman, and Saruman's like, no, no, no. And he, like, jumps at Gandalf. And Gandalf pokes him in the head and he flies out. Yeah. Saruman's a big bad now. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we have, oh, then we, they're marching to Helm's Deep. They bury Theodrid. And then they're marching to Helm's Deep. And then we get the, um... The, the, the work attack and then Aragorn boo 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 I don't care if I'm screaming to the mic boo this stuff is terrible why did they add it why why is it in there huh to add a couple more seconds in the movie a couple more useless seconds of useless stuff I don't even like it no 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 why and there's this added complication of like Eowyn that was actually and, okay. well yeah I mean well, the thing is I'm not that sure. was supposed to happen. Yeah, yeah, I know. And, and I'm, I'm just saying, I'm not sure if I like it in the book or the movie. Hey, when like falling in love with Aragorn, um, I, I like it so far as it's part of like her story. Mm-hmm. It's part of her like changing. trying to fall in love with Aragorn yeah. and then yeah, changing to become the person who eventually marries Faramir, mm-hmm. um, which I like. But as far as like being in the two towers, it's just weird. And then Ar- yeah, so I, the real reason I was not looking forward to this movie was this stuff. And I'm recalling now, I think that there is a part. Mm-hmm. That is in Return of the King. That is very similar to this, where like R one eventually like turns back, right, and says, "No, I can't go." Okay. And so that stuff is what I was remembering, and that stuff is even worse. <laughs> oh gosh. And it's of the same ilk, yeah. And like, poor a- a poor actor is just like, so you know, be a perfect female. Go act act that for us, and it's like, no. <laughs> and yeah, it's just like no one would ever. I don't know. I would want to marry Aowyn over this person, gonna be honest. But, I mean, Arwen uh, just gives me the creeps. Like, when I look at her, I'm like, she's got something up her sleeve. Yeah, I don't know. This is too perfect. You never know plastic surgery, man. Yeah. I mean, look, I'm not a grump about, oh, this wasn't in the book, so it's bad. I am. You are. But, like, the thing is, <laughs> this is what happens, okay? Mm-hmm. So, Peter Jackson co wrote the movies with his wife and another writer, okay? And they worked yep. together a lot. Yep. And I noticed what happened with The Hobbit as well. Mm-hmm. He was like, listen, 
I'm gonna take care of Helm's Deep. I'm gonna take care of all the battle scenes. You, you guys, guys like do everything else. You do you do the love stuff, you know. You do the lady oh, stuff, God. okay? And mm-hmm. we end up with Tariel. And we end up with Aragorn and Arwen. Like that's what happens. Oh, uh, Tariel's so terrible. Don't exactly. It's it. like they they need those the the, the female writers. I'm not I'm not blaming. I'm not like I'm not saying it sounds like this is what females want, but it's I'm saying this is what the person the the girl writers of these movies, this is what they want and it's not it's not good. So, nope. Anyway, Helm's Deep Best scene in the movie, in my opinion. Well, yeah. actually, I'm not, I don't know. I, lo- I did like some of the other scenes. But this scene, great battle scene. I did love the ladders, though. It's my favorite part. Uh-huh. When they kept you know, getting the ladders. And I'm like, what if you were just push back the ladder and they all fall down? And Legolas did that. And I'm like, see? This guy is brand. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's also the thing. The later ladders that you see, they had the top wrong, like, fell down they and all, locked into yeah, place. Yeah, they had the top wrong. Like the- yeah. <laughs> um, and... So, this is way better than the Battle of the Five Armies yeah. for a couple of reasons. Number one, the Battle of Five Armies is just people fighting. But it's, this movie is it, actually a like... A constant progression. There's a constant fighting. progression yeah. of, okay, they're fighting, they're coming on the ladder, shooting them down, the bomb blows up the wall, they have to retreat inside, uh-huh. they have to hold the gate, all these different things like keep happening and force them to keep retreating. Mm-hmm. And it can, it's, it's a good way to do an hour-long battle. And I... I mean, I like to remake fight scenes, and one thing I do for fight scenes is in stop motion. Sorry, yeah, in stop motion is um, I like to what's it called um, you know, make make a constant progression in the fight. I can't just have two characters just beating each other up equally. Then who's gonna win? It's gonna be an hour long fight. But in this, it's it's multiple characters beating each other up. Progression. Orcs are doing good. Oh, they got a bomb. That's nice. Like let's shoot him down. Like let's can't shoot him down because he's weak. And what? <laughs> He kind of easily shot him down. Like, he took his time with the arrow. He was like, I no, But he hit him with two arrows, like, in spots where he should have died. Yeah. But, but the orc berserker is too good, and then he just hurls himself into the... But, and then, like, you know, they got the elves, and nope, the elves aren't enough. And then we got, oh, we got the bridge, and then, oh, well, we're taking out the people on the bridge, and oh, oh, no, now we have to retreat back in. And it's just a constant going back and forth, but that's what makes it really great. Yeah. Home Steep is fun. It's fun. Um... Are you gonna say about Faramir that we didn't say earlier? Um, like you, I don't like Faramir in the movie. No, and he's my favorite character in the book, but in the movie they don't really do him well. And and any extended, they I think they, I think this is extended. They added the scene, they flash back to oh, I actually kind of like that scene. Yeah, and it, and it added some depth to the Faramir. It's like okay, so we understand this guy. He's trying to please his father. Boromir is always his favorite. You know, Boromir's dead. So it adds, I got all this stuff. Mm-hmm. The thing I like about in the book is we get all that, and despite that, Faramir is still a good guy. And still yeah. honorable and still lets him go. He's still mm-hmm. not thirsty for his father's approval, I guess. I don't think he wanted it at that point. He'd given up pretty yeah, much. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, they just completely ruin him, and I don't know. And also just delay this, because the because of the plot needs to be structured in such a way where Helmsteep is at the end. Yeah, and and the Isengard has to be at the end. He has to like take them to Gondor. To, to Gondor, you know. And I mean, I like the ending where Sam is like, "Those were the stories, Mister Frodo." That you know, I like that stuff. I guess. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, that leaves a whole lot for Return of the King. You have the aftermath of the two towers, and then Shelob, and then the rest of Return of the King. It's like a <laughs> lot of stuff to get through. Yeah. So. Um, and, and I, like I said earlier, I sympathize with the problems they ran into because there's no way where you can't have Helm's Deep be at the end, but everything else to be structured around that. So it's difficult, but that's, that's the compliment and mm-hmm. the insult at the same time, I guess. Then we have the Ents and Isengard. 
That's a cool scene. Yeah. I did like, you know, they walk, they're running around, kicking orcs, stepping on orcs, and orcs are like, oh no, what do we do? And then there's like those two smart orcs like, we should light them on fire. Yeah. And then it does absolutely nothing because they just, they, they just the dam. break the dam. And then all of a sudden all the water just goes, and yeah. just destroys everything. Yeah, but it's a fun scene to get, see the ends just chucking rocks at people. And, mm-hmm. and they have the extended scene with Pippin and Mary and the eating the, sh- the smoking the shire weed. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a nice Eating all the, the food. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, that was fun. Um, then we have the ending with Frodo, Sam, and Frodo almost turning the ring over to the Nazgul. And then at this point, like, what is Sauron thinking? People keep saying, like, Gandalf <laughs> says it, Sauron doesn't think that they're going to destroy the ring. Yeah, and yet, like, why? I guess, I guess this helps their case. Like, I think oh, it's in Gondor. Yeah, they're in Gondor, and but like, Sauron like must the, be like, they're trying to take the ring to Gondor. Very interesting. Yeah, but then, Very then he's like, the ring is calling to him, and it's like, so does he? Not what is know he saying? It's on the way to Mordor. Like, what the heck is going on? The yeah. ring doesn't even know at this point. The ring's just being dumb. But um, I mean, yeah, that's a good, that's a good case. But also, the ending, I really did like. You know, when, the ending with Gollum. And Smeagol. Oh, yeah. Like, talking to each other and being like, yeah, we have to kill them because they betrayed us. And also, by the way, the Rangers beat the life out of Gollum. Yeah, dude. For no was... reason. This entire movie, I'm just like, man, Gollum gets thrown on the ground yeah. a lot. I mean, like, oh, what's it called? Like, they pick him up, they beat him twice, and then the next thing you know, they kick him around. And I'm like, why? Why? This is so unnecessary. And then they're like, tell us what we want to know. I'm like, why did you beat him up? Yeah, I'm like, man. He was going to tell you. You just don't know how to handle Gollum here. And if Gollum had it was was in Gollum, well that was Smeagol. But if Gollum was in Gollum mode, I would feel bad for those kids as he would just wreck them. Cause I didn't know that Gollum was actually strong. Like whenever he jumped Frodo oh, and Sam strong. in the book, it says something about that. Like when Sam tried to attack him and yeah. he loved it. like he was wiry and strong. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, this guy is built like a toothpick, and he takes down both Frodo and Sam. And by the way, I'm pretty sure Sam has like I don't know 250 pounds of weight, but yeah. we don't talk. <laughs> yeah, talk about that. <laughs> Yeah, well, that pretty much is the movie. Um, mm-hmm. Give us like a summary of your thoughts, good and bad. You liked about the movie, you didn't like. I liked Helm's Deep. I didn't like Faramir. It's basically summarized it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I liked all the stuff with Rohan. I thought it was really good. And I my complaints are really just I wish that he spent more time on the the Hobbit, like, more time caring about the Hobbits, more time creating a story that we could enjoy watching. Um, because we just, you can tell, we just don't, he doesn't want to be here, and let's do with the men. Um, and I wish also that Aragorn and Arwen stuff was either better or cut out. So, that's, and, and structurally, I guess it's weird, but. Yeah. It's weird. Alright, let's do some donor shoutouts. Hayden, do you know where the people would go if they want a donor shoutout? Uh, they go to patreon.com, uh, forward slash the book in it, and they no. would donate to no. Oh, forward slash the screen and donate <laughs> to her. one of our five dollar tiers. I'm pretty sure that's how it goes. Don't question me. It's my uh, second time on the show. Uh, third time, but yeah. not on the show. Not on the show. Second time on the screen. You're right. And, and the, the link will be in the description in case you couldn't. You know, he was wrong or something. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna say the donor. Then you say which one of the two towers they are. Okay. Oh. Oh. Okay. okay. Mister. Mrs. Redsky. Isengard Tower. Mike and Sylvia. Baradur. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Appreciate that. We'll be back uh, next time with... I don't remember what, with what. I don't know. Um, It might be linked. No. Hang on. We're going to find out. We're going to find out <laughs> what's going next. Um, Let me check.
Do 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 do. Keep the keep the people interested right now. Yeah. I got you. I was seeing copyrighted songs. No, don't do that. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're doing Father of the Bride. That's what, that's what we're doing. Is that like Princess Bride? The sequel? No, it's like a comedy slash romance. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. Make sure to support us if you possibly can at the link that Hayden said. It's in the description. If you can't, or if you already are, leave a five-star reading interview if you already haven't, because that really helps us out. And until next time... This has been The Squeeze.